Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another wonderful episode of Sports Nonsense and Whiskey. Tuesday, June 7th, coming to you live with the fellas. Not in the cave tonight, but the uh, other boys are hanging out. We'll get back there at some point in time. How you fellas doing, Pinky? I'm good, baby. Good. SP, how you holding up? <laughs> you know. Same old, same old, huh, buddy? I wish. That actually sounds cool. <laughs> whatever. It is what it is. You got you got a, a busy uh, week ahead of you, eh? Yeah, I got a busy life ahead of me. I just keep adding on to it, man. I don't know how to remove things. Hey, good news is, is uh, you know, eventually you'll sleep uh, as long as you want to because you're not waking back up. <laughs> it sounded almost borderline threatening <laughs> i would never i would never but thanks i guess i don't know <laughs> look i gotta tell myself all sorts of things now that i got the kid because they don't sleep at all man and just when you think they're sleeping you you pass out and then they're like nope i lied let's go that sounds about right, man. I went through that for a long time. That's why I stopped having them. That, that's what did it for you, trying to sleep again? Oh, man. The, when the kids, I mean, they they sleep two hours, get up, then they want something else. And then when they're toddlers, they're getting out of bed. I've had a bad dream. Um, or when they, like, the worst is when they're sick and you just can't do anything for them. Like, oh, oh, yeah, you try to give them Tylenol and get them to go to sleep. But if that doesn't work, you're screwed. Yeah, I'm dealing with that right now. That's no fun. I figure I figure what I should do is just just go insane asylum and just pad his room, put a lock on the outside of the door. He'll be fine. Yeah, that should be any future problems. I'm, I'm no. Sure. Yeah. No. no, not at all. And as long as nobody knows about it, you should be fine, right? Right. <laughs> issues there. Yeah. And then when they do the documentary about you, I'll be like, yeah, he said he was going to do that. So yeah. I know that guy. Right. I'm not going to be that dude who said, didn't know he was capable. I'll be like, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Saw it coming. investigating, by the way. <laughs> Keep digging. <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. So, Pinky, how's the trip? Cruise life is good, my man. Cruise how, life is good. How long did it take for you to get over the motion sickness and all that? Um, it hit me hard day one. Yeah, I'm sure. So, um, dude, I get off of an elevator walking funny. I don't think I could be on a cruise. We ship, we left at like we got on the boat around two thirty was our check in time. Boat was actually leaving about four thirty. Dinner reservations at six thirty at the Chop House Grill, and um, I was at dinner and dinners on the eleventh floor where our rooms down on the third. Uh -huh. I, I was not having it. At dinner, my wife's just like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't feel good. <laughs> but I'm still going to eat this steak. No oh. worries. <laughs> yeah. It didn't affect my appetite. Oh. I just had like, my equilibrium was off. Like, oh, I, okay. my, my head felt weird. Oh, I, I label it to when, I have, when I've had some crazy migraines from time to time. Almost kind of feels a little bit like that. But... After you that, mean or anything like that? Yeah, it didn't. The I did the drops behind the ear, and that actually worked a little bit better. But um, after a couple of days, I kind of got used to it. Um, I did go to a silent disco 
that was on the 14th floor that once I got up there and I was on the dance floor for about two seconds, I was like, uh, no, and sat down uh, right next to the dance floor. And I enjoyed the silent disco from my table with my whiskey. So that was that was enjoyable. Solid. Solid. You're like, hey, you know what should help with my balance? Let's drink. Um, <laughs> drink and dance. That that does it every time for me. Yeah, definitely. Actually, and that's that's where I got hit on as well. Yeah. Again. So I, I didn't tell you guys that story yet. Oh, I heard it. I, I heard it. Did you hear it, Aaron? No. So I'm at the silent disco. I'm enjoying my my music with my headphones. I don't know if you guys have had done a silent disco. No, but that is the weirdest thing ever. It's pretty weird if you take your headphones off because it's just a bunch of stiff white people dancing and with no like no ability to sing either. <laughs> so I've got video of it, and some of it's like Hannah's like, "What are they singing?" I was like, "It was Baby One More Time" by Britney Spears. Oh God. Um, so it's not enjoyable if you take the headphones off, but when the headphones are on, it's actually pretty fun and. You have a little button. There's two different um, channels. One was like basically like hip hop and and hits, and the other one was techno. So every once in a while, I'd flip to techno and be like, uh, you know, I still don't like that, and flip it back. Uh, they did have the Mortal Kombat techno song though. That was dope. Um, I did listen to that for a moment, but I was sitting there enjoying my whiskeys and a forty-five uh, ish. Blonde, I'd assume from Texas because almost everybody on the cruise was from Texas. Hmm. Came over and she's like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna come out and dance and see where the night goes?" <laughs> and I, uh, I was taking taken aback, you know. Um, I was like, you know, actually, I, I don't feel that good up here. Um, I'm just relaxing. No, well, come on, just come have some fun. We'll see what happens. No. I'm married. Well, so am I. That doesn't matter. Let's have some fun. <laughs> and then she makes it really weird because she goes, you know, you're turning me down right now. Yes, ma'am. That's like why I said no twice in a row. Like I didn't, I didn't know what else to go with that. But <laughs> I, I felt good that somebody was hitting on me. That was nice. Um, but I wouldn't have been any use on the dance floor because I was not my, my, my equilibrium was way off. Plus, you couldn't drink on the dance floor either. That was probably the big thing. What? I have. I want to enjoy my drinks. Right. If I can't bring them on the dance floor, I don't think I want to go out there. So people were super wasted, huh? Because they were just slamming drinks and running back out there. Yeah. Like high school prom style. Oh, it was. It was, it was the best people watching I did on the whole cruise. You know what you should have told her? I said, listen here, you sexual predator. Johnny Depp just won. The tides have turned. Get out of here. All right. <laughs> Ma'am, are you familiar with Deshaun Watson? That's not me. Yeah. <laughs> I did not ask for a massage. Uh, I ain't falling for this again. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what, are the, what are the highlights? Uh, we did about 160 drinks between the two of us. How many days were you on that cruise again? Five? Uh, seven. Sunday. Don't, got be pat, on. don't be patting any stats either, and let's not pretend it was a 50-50 split, okay? It was not a 50-50 split. <laughs> I would say my wife probably 40% of that. Yeah. She Wasn't she me. also down for the count for a day or two? Uh, yeah, after Jamaica. 
Oh, really? Yeah, That's the nice. sun. We were uh, so in Jamaica. We did the uh, beach day, uh, early morning, nine a.m. to one uh, p.m. That was the that was the most sun we had seen up to that point. Like it, we had saw no sun. It was cloudy, and we were getting through a, a, a hurricane. So. <laughs> nice (laughs) or we were on the outer tail of a of a hurricane so uh we were on the beach drinking she was barely out in the sun like i don't even know how she got burnt but she got super burnt and she was like we got back from back from the beach she took a nap she ate dinner she went back to bed and then i ended up at the silent disco so (laughs) that's how that's how you end up flying solo at the silent disco. Note, note to all the men out there, if you're looking to fly solo on a cruise. <laughs> oh, there was, there was a couple of guys cleaning up, man. We ran, I ran into one chick. I'm sure. Yeah. I saw her at least five or six different times, two or three times at the pool, a couple times at the different bars with different dudes mm. every time. And they were all well. Now we know how COVID spread so fast on the cruise ship. <laughs> and you said the guys were cleaning up. I think that's the opposite, there, Pinky. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, it was you know, both ways. Both yeah, ways. yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's mutual. <laughs> there was a bartender. I, I actually left him a, a good note on the survey. Um, every time I'd go by the bar, and I had to go by this bar on my way from my room anywhere, and then back to my room. Anytime I saw him, he's like, "Yo, Pinky." you don't have a drink in your hand come here that's bad and he just makes me a drink it, it was awesome that guy got a great five-star review yeah that a boy. here you know uh drank uh drank whisk or a lot of whiskey i i did something i i did the uh fruity drinks till about two o'clock and then i did whiskey the rest of the night that mm. seemed to that, that that worked well you survived huh i did I, Man, I if I did that got, kind of sugar and in, in day drinking, I'd be done. I never got drunk at all. Like, well, I mean, sea I level got and everything twice. helps. I mean, I had 19 in a day and it was like nothing. I believe that. I had about 16 in four hours in nothing. Tunica, Mississippi. Yeah. And I was like, let's get out of here. This this is how a, a friend of ours, Duran, got in trouble on a cruise by not buying the drink package. Mm, yep. And he ended up with a three thousand dollar bill after oh, oh. ours. Ours would have been about two grand of drinks. Jesus, how much did he drink? <laughs> More than me. <laughs> what? Uh, how how top shelf did you go, or could you go? Uh, so I was drinking uh, Buffalo Trace and Arm- uh, Desarno Amaretto, hmm. and for Buffalo. tequilas I was doing Patron. And then on, um, I would do um, Tito's and tonics as well. What do you uh, What are you drinking right now? I've got. Uh, I brought the Angels Envy, mm-hmm. so Aaron could try that out. How, how, how'd you like that one, Aaron? It's okay, not bad. Definitely not as harsh as some of the others I've tried. Yeah, so. yeah it's pretty yeah. good. This yeah. is uh, what I. This is my favorite. Uh, it's my favorite that I found. And that's what you're drinking now too? Uh, no, I ran. I already did my two fingers of that, and then I switched over to Oak and Eden because we got to get that finished off. Gotcha. And nope, what was and what was drinking that? What was the thing you said you weren't going to do today? I wasn't going to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Nobody likes to quitter, guys. 
Uh, yeah, all those inquiries just to get to that question. Um, Mrs. Reagan would be so ashamed of you right now. <laughs> uh, just say no. <laughs> I try. I do. I, I like it. I assume that's where you're going with that, right, Caleb? Okay, gotcha. I'm glad you caught that. Well, okay. well done, sir. History is well not great in all areas, but that one I remembered. So. Well done. <laughs> Next so, question. So. Uh, who has seen Top Gun then? Don't even okay. say anything about it. Please don't. I might get a chance to see it here in about a week and a half. Uh, Let me know when. Uh, maybe we can make a trip to the IMAX for it. Well, my parents are swinging into town as they go back to Nebraska for uh, my cousin's daughter's wedding. Um, and they usually offer to sit for a night so we can go out and do dinner and a movie or something. So Okay. Well, the plan is to go see to that. Hit imax though seriously. Or, or the dolby yeah or dolby just make it a upgraded experience though because it is very much worth i it. saw it in the dolby last night amazing yes absolutely. will do i it was that or dr strange and i'm a big top gun guy so i it'd be hard Do- to dr strange is, i you know me and my marvel movies and i really enjoyed dr strange top gun is the best movie i've seen this year uh, it's probably the best movie I've seen probably in the last 10 years. Um, I've heard it, look, might, it might be on that level. Aaron. Yeah, it's on the list. Sure. I've been stoked to see Top Gun since the first rumors came out like six years ago. So yep. um, I, was, I pulled the me and a buddy at a bar one time pulled the, the original Top Gun pickup sing along. Um, nice. So, yeah, I'm I got a shirt. My wife bought me because it's inverted. Um, so, yeah. I'm all about it. Did uh, did you rewatch the first one, Aaron? Before no, you went and saw it, I sure didn't. So I, I watched the first one with Pinky Junior. Um, before we went and saw this, has he ever seen it? He had not seen the first one. Did he say it held? We... Did he say it held up? Um, he liked it. Um, I realize what really bugs me about that movie, and it's all about the love interest. That love interest makes no sense. And in what? Movie. It's too quick. He's like, no. yeah, he's like, shows up at her house. They're talking. Next thing you know, they're in love. Like, it's too quick. I know Dude, maybe you're talking, five, you're talking but... pilots and, and military. Like, those people get married after three weeks and go to basic training together. That's that's all norm, <laughs> baby. You work at USA. You should know this. Right. Yeah. You did SEP divorce, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> But if you need some life insurance, I'm the guy to call. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no, Pinky, that that's legit, man. That that happens all the time. I got yeah. plenty of friends who so, did that route. I, I, I understand it happens all the time. I'm just saying the way that they cut it and edited it in the movie, it doesn't work for me. Gotcha. Like, if they drew that out for 10 more minutes, it probably might work. But the the newer one, it has a more natural relationship. Pinky, he did he did like arguably the best pickup line scenario in movie history and then he looks at her as the instructor and goes boop like done game over right there yeah. oh yeah you can't see me i did the inverted sign like sorry I, I know you can't see me i forgot he did that you know because i was inverted done game over dude yeah i that's the only part of that that original that just kind of gets me the rest of it's pretty good pretty darn good and well, it still holds up can't he wait. left a volleyball match with his bros to go hang out with her. That's love, Pinky. No, he was trying to get laid. 
That's not love. Yeah, that's what the volleyball match was for. You know what I mean? It was like fishing. You just <laughs> cast that net, see who comes out. It's not all. Doesn't say volleyball and jeans on the beach. It's not. It's not <laughs> always as easy as sitting at a bar midway through Vertigo and then finding some blonde to come at you. You know what I mean? It's not always Listening to silent disco. Yeah, I mean, come right. on. Not everybody can be as lucky as Pinky. Some That's people got to ride a motorcycle 30 minutes out of their way to go find it. Yeah. <laughs> Truth. So you will not be disappointed. Uh, Billy no. uh, went and saw it today. He loved it too. Absolutely. It's. I haven't heard any. I mean, although Caleb will probably hate it. He'll be like, yeah, you guys loved it. I hate it. I That's like it. it. He's cut off. I'm not discussing movies with you. What, yeah. Why? You? No. I just, there's no way I will dislike that movie. There's absolutely no way. None. If there, if, if anybody dislikes this movie, like you literally just stop talking to that person about yeah, movies. That's it. This is a litmus test. They can um, still be your friend. You just don't talk to them about movies. Anymore. Acquaintance. You got to downgrade that. Don't let them hear oh. your life. Yeah. <laughs> You, you it's, gotta, it's that good. Line in the you sand. will not have to worry about me disliking that movie. I <laughs> even if I thought it wasn't good, my nostalgia wouldn't allow me to speak it out loud. You know, I had really high expectations for that film, and I still left blown away, like no joke. Yeah, that's, that's high marks. That's high marks from SP. To to impress him takes a lot. Yes, I'm easily impressed. I am. Well, I used to think that until he he glorified spider-man so oh easy easy just you're still on the one percent yeah, i was gonna say just you're saying. in the minority here caleb <laughs> all right don't demonize pinky for having good taste all right i was demonizing you oh yeah or me that's even more disrespectful so look we know i live in the one percent gray area so i'm good that's true well let's get into some sports because we got some Good stuff to talk about. Oh, man. Going Bangers. On. Some especially going on since the last time we got especially together. things going on close to home, you know. So uh, kind of curious to hear what you guys take on that is. So where, where do you want to start, Caleb? Oh, Pinky, you you choose this week. You uh, choose where you'd like to start. We're gonna, we're gonna just we're just gonna kind of glide in. Gonna glide in. Let's talk a little PGA. <laughs> my dad and mom are watching live, and I just got a text from my dad. Uh, I don't think we're going to offer to uh, babysit so you can go watch Top Gun. You're on your own. <laughs> the one Appreciate time it, parents. Mom and Dad. <laughs> the one time the parents watch. Hey, thank, thanks for the support uh, watching the show. I guess I'll Caleb, figure something else out. <laughs> Caleb, I'll, come, I'll come over. I'll watch Merrick. You guys go, man. I appreciate it, Piggy. I'll, I'll bring the wife. She loves little babies. As long as we can give him back after a couple hours, we're totally good. All right, all right. I, appreci- I you know appreciate that, uh, the assist. You know that savage when they're like, you know what, we're going to stop the disinformation live, all right? This is not going to happen. We're going to go see it <laughs> but without you. Right, exactly. That's probably what they're thinking now. We're I, go to pull, I go to pull up the rundown, and that's the first thing I see. Love you, Dad. Appreciate it. <laughs> that's savage. Love it. Man. Oh. Shout out Shout out, Papa Sersel. <laughs> Playing the law. Uh, oh right. goodness! Oh. All right, Pinky, where are we where are we starting? So we're going to talk a little PGA, a little golf. Right? Oh yeah. Um, you probably know more about this than I do. I just saw the bombshell that dropped about Dustin Johnson basically quitting the PGA. Yeah, that's that's one of many um, that have started to to um, surface as it goes. So 
For those that don't know, there is a, a new golf league, I guess is the best way to say it, um, called the Live LIV. I, for the life of me, cannot remember what that stands for, so I apologize ahead of time. It is backed by uh, Saudi Arabia and their um, national bankroll, I guess is the best way to put it, um, to be a main competitor against the PGA is specifically what they set it up for. Uh, they hired Greg Norman. Um, for those that don't know him, very famous golfer from Australia, nicknamed the Shark, uh, has one of the most infamous um, oh, failures um, in in Masters golf history at Augusta National. Um, but all-time great, uh, very well-known in the golf world, and he is heading... Uh, he's like the CEO or the the um, president of operations, however you want to call it. I, I don't know his official title, um, but he's running it, and he's been the guy kind of going out there and, and shopping the market to bring guys onto the tour. Uh, apparently, Tiger was just offered a massive nine-figure deal that he turned down to come play on the tour. This was... Nine-figure deal? Nine-figure is the reported deal for Tiger that he turned down. Now, Tiger makes sense. Um, he's a PGA legend, all-time great. Some say he is the best of all time. If not, he's number two after the Golden Bear Jack. Um, but let, let's be honest, Tiger's still rebuilding his image. So for him to jump ship and go play for a Saudi-backed league probably wouldn't do a whole lot for him rebuilding that image. So uh, he's got all the money in the world from sponsorships and everything else. Tiger doesn't need the money. So it doesn't surprise me that he turned it down. It would surprise me if he never plays in one of their tournaments, though. Um, so we'll see what happens over the next couple of years. Yeah, um, who made that statement that it's one or the other, like um, that they're only allowing to play? So that's where I'm getting to. So the PGA is a nonprofit organization. But to play on the PGA Tour and have a PGA card, you sign basically your life over to them. You do not get your name, image, and likeness. Um, so... PGA players cannot use their name to go out and do other things with it. Um, for the most part, there's some, you know, things that are, are a little bit different within that, but um, you don't get to go do your own thing when you play on the PGA tour. So you get your PGA card, you play on the PGA tour, you can play on the European tour. You can play on the Asian tour, all PGA backed associated things of that nature. But the PGA, because they know the the live the LIV um, league is is going to put a dent in their productivity, has said if you play for them, we're pulling your card. Um, that's the threat that they've made to all these golfers. So Dustin Johnson, uh, former world number one, big name, two time major winner, came out and said he's bouncing. He's going to go play on the live. Um, Sergio Garcia, another big name, hasn't been big recently, but historically a fairly large name. He's playing over there. There's a couple other guys, a Graham McDowell and things of that nature. Some middle tier guys, I guess, if you want to say, are, are going over there. Uh, just recently, yesterday, I believe, uh, Louis Osazen said he's going over to live. Louis Osazen is a master's champion, a uh, big name on the PGA tour. He's leaving and playing for the live. And a lot of these guys now are starting to say they're just going to turn in their PGA card. You don't even have to come tell us anything. We're just going to turn it in and go bounce. Um, 
Liv is offering seven-figure winnings for not just the winner, but also down the line. So there's a lot more money coming out of this tour. The competition you're going to get right now, getting on the ground floor, you're going to make some money. Big time. Big time. They're also doing um, 54-hole rounds rather than 72. So they're only playing three days instead of four. So there's a lot more time within your schedule, friends, family, traveling, things of that nature. So they're making it a lot more convenient, if you will. Is it all in Saudi Arabia or is it? No, this first tournament's in England. Okay, okay. So they're playing worldwide. Um, I think the biggest thing to me personally right now uh, is, is twofold. One, all those people coming out and saying, how could you go play for something that Saudi Arabia is backing, blah, 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 blood money. Uh, Hey, guess what? The PGA sponsors a tournament in Saudi Arabia every year. So I don't want to hear anything about playing for Saudi Arabia money, and that's why you're mad about it. If you're going to support the PGA Tour, you should support the Live Tour because both of them have Saudi Arabia money in it. So shut your mouth, you hypocrite. Uh, the second thing I will say is yeah, that the fact- people don't complain when they're filling their car with gas either. So uh, yeah, I mean they don't. It, it's people who are uneducated or unwilling to educate themselves. Right Either now, way, people are crazy. like, "Yo, get us some of that Saudi oil, man. Gas is getting too high, bro." Yeah, it, it, that, it just it's ridiculous. Um, the second thing that I have a big problem with is the fact that the PGA is a nonprofit. And every tour player is technically classified as a um, uh, independent contractor. So if you're an independent contractor, you should be allowed to go wherever and whenever you want to, to play golf. And the PGA should not have any say in what you do outside of the PGA tournaments. They're just scared that people are going to go play these live tournaments outside the majors and the PGA will die. That's the only reason in my mind that they could be anywhere upset about golfers playing on the live tour. That, that's it. There's no other reason whatsoever. And the simple fact is, is if that happens and people are just playing the four majors and then they're playing all the other time on the live tour, PGA dies. And I know a lot of diehards and a lot of purists that say that'll never happen. But man, when you start getting that money thrown at you and it's a lot easier to, let's say you come in last place on the PGA tour and you come in last place on the live tour. Right now, you're looking at a 20 to 30% bump in pay. That's that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, I kind of look at it this way. If you kind of know that it's going to cause such contention, me personally, I would have just tried to get ahead of it and say, okay, how can we be linear in this, right? Like, let's not overlap schedules. Let's try to do major competitions where you bring your best against our best, you know, and try to actually make more of a conjointed effort when it comes to that. Um, instead of the, you know, pick and choose, and then you cause like this, you know, separation mentality. And I think if anybody knows from politics, partisanship does not work for just about anything. Um, that would have been my approach. And I think the, the worst thing about it is the fact that they're just another stronghold nonprofit organization, just like the NFL, you know, whoa, whoa, can, whoa, easy. yeah, easy. You, you know what I'm talking about? And Easy. Don't talk about Pinky's baby not, that way, SP. Do not attack our tax status that way, okay? <laughs> our status, huh? You get some Look, SP, I fully agree with you. Here's the crazy thing. They've known, the PGA Tour has known for the last three years solid, maybe even longer, that this was going to happen. 
they just kept saying it wasn't. Oh, it won't. It won't work out. Something's no, going to fail. Blah, blah, blah. They nope. knew for the last three years solid that this was coming. And, and they chose to draw a hard line in the sand and do nothing about it. Instead yeah. of evolving. Yeah, I disagree with that. I think that's a poor model. And um, it's the same thing that I, like I said about Netflix. I said Netflix would have been a top tier company if they weren't stupid. And if they actually just licensed out all of their own productions from the beginning, and then they would have been cleaning up money from, you know, Prime, from Hulu, you know, for example, if you could watch Stranger Things, you know, on, on some of these other networks, they could have at least gotten licensure money for people who are, you know, jumping ship to take on another thing. But no, they're too dumb, right? I mean, they could have been putting out Blu-rays, they could have been putting out hard copy stuff, they could have been doing so many things to monetize something they've already invested. But because they were dumb is the reason why I said that they were going to fail as a company, and that's already proven to be true, so... Yeah, I mean, I fully agree with you. Uh, last thing, uh, kind of ironic. Everybody saw it coming, just wasn't sure when it was going to happen. Phil Mickelson announced that he will be joining the first event for the Live Tour. What's a little crazy about that is, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, viewers, if you remember or not, about two months ago, I want to say, Phil Mickelson uh, had an interview and he came out and said, uh, you know, the Saudis are some scary dudes. They're killing American uh, they're killing American uh, media and uh, all sorts of nasty things, and who knows what else? They're blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, hasn't played on the PGA Tour since that came out, and he's showing up day one to play on the Live Tour. Right. Yeah. So Phil's going where the money is as well. He's obviously yeah. not scared. Yeah, he should have followed that up with, and he's killing nonprofits. That's what they're doing. So. <laughs> Oh goodness! They're just taking names. So, uh, yeah, the world of golf is going to be very interesting here. The next the next year, year or two, um, we've got the U.S. Open coming up in the next two weeks. The U.S. Open already came out and said, "Hey, anybody that uh, turned in their tour card, anybody that uh, is playing on the Live Tour, you all are welcome to come and play in the U.S. Open." Hmm. So they're not backing down from it, and that's one of the four majors. Yeah. Um, I very much doubt Augusta National will draw a hard line in the sand. I very much doubt the U.S. Open will, or I mean the uh, the British Open, the Open, will draw a hard line in the sand. So the only one that would be left is the PGA Championship. Um, and honestly, if, if that major fell to the wayside and there was only three, I don't see anybody complaining. Hmm. Well, uh, yeah. Moving on. Definitely interesting thing. We'll see what else happens. All right, Caleb. Pinky transition. Let's hear it. NBA Finals. Smooth transition. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on it. It's it's a work in progress. Um, From one ball to another. There you go. Solid. Uh, what do you think? Have you watched any of it, Pinky? Because I, I, I got plenty of thoughts. I watched a little bit here and there on the cruise ship. It was kind of limited. Um, I'm going to say, like, at least the last two rounds, dog shit. Oh, pinky shit! No, absolutely yes. not. Absolutely, absolutely not. Every game, almost every game, is a blowout. Well, the Celtics Heat series blowout the, the other team. The Celtics Heat series was was blowout for the first six games. It was it was back and forth blowout for one or the other. It was ridiculous. Game seven was pretty solid. Um, Obviously, Celtics win, go on to the NBA Finals. The Mavs, 
the Mavs Golden State series, I told you it was going to be a sweep or a gentleman's sweep, but it was going to be a good series. There were going to be good games, and they were. Um, the Mavs almost pulled out a couple. Uh, the final score didn't always say how close the game really was, given the competitiveness of what was going on. Um, Golden State was just a better team. Uh, plain and simple. The Mavs outplayed their position, if you will. Uh, but they've got a bright future. Golden State right now in the finals, the fact that the series is tied 1-1, Boston should feel very fortunate. Because Golden State has won every quarter, as far as I'm concerned, regardless of the score, They've won every quarter except for the fourth quarter of game one. I don't know if that works that way. If you, I mean, if you, if you can see where the better team quarter, is, whether quarter, whether yeah. the Celtics were up two points or three points in a couple quarters, um, Golden State was still the better team. Um, Golden State is the better team. They've come out gangbusters the third quarter every series. Uh, it, there's a ridiculous stat out there. Um, and I can't find it. I apologize. I thought I had it saved and I don't, but golden States like plus 80 something, um, maybe even higher than that might've been like one Oh nine. It's, it's really ridiculous, but they're plus a huge amount in the third quarter for the playoffs. Um, they come out of halftime and just beat people down. You're talking points scored, right? Points scored. Exactly. Um, right now they're plus 30 something. Uh, in the third quarter against Boston. Um, Golden State is going to win this series, in my opinion. I had them winning in six. Uh, I know I wasn't here last week to go ahead and state that before the series started, uh, but I'm not going to back down from my initial thoughts. (laughs) I got Golden State in six, and I had that from the beginning. I think Boston will get one at home. Um, They got one on the road. I, I wasn't quite expecting that, but I thought it might be possible. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be game one, especially when Golden State went up by 15. I'm not the only person that's commented about the crappy games in this in these playoffs. Now, the cool thing about these playoffs is there's been no, like, dominant team. They're like, that team's absolutely going to win it all. Um, as we've continued to watch, it's Golden State. But um, from the beginning, it wasn't quite like they're going to win it all. Um Multiple games have been blowouts, and it's just like they've. It's just bad. It's just nobody wants to watch blowouts and playoff. The only real series that's been blowouts like that it was the Heat Celtics series for the Eastern Conference Championship. And the finals so far have been the same thing. Warriors. They haven't. Well, Celtics blew out the Warriors. Like it's two games in, but that's just what. what the happened. Celtics didn't really. So game one was crazy because the Celtics role players got hotter than they've ever been in their lives. And went off in the fourth quarter. They were nine for 11, I believe, from three point range in the fourth quarter alone. Um, you can't, uh, that's, that's hard. That's hard to beat. Now, Golden State's notorious for getting a little lackadaisical, a little lazy, a little turnoff prone when they get a big lead and they kind of stop playing their, their team ball, movement ball, and they get a little showboaty, if you will. And it cost them because Celtics got hotter than they've ever been and burned them for it. Game two, that didn't happen. Draymond came out with a fire. He set the tone very early. He's lucky he didn't get a second technical and ejected. Um, But he is allowed to get away with some things at times. And he came out and said that. He he knows kind of where he can push the limits. So a little lucky there. But they dominated game two. 
And again, score can say one thing. Your eyes can tell you something different as you watch the flow of a game. Oh, Pinky knows what that is. Yeah, absolutely he does. Remind him of that when he comes back into the picture. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was close at halftime. It was close at halftime the first game. But the pace, uh, the energy, the flow of the game really said Golden State was in command. And the Celtics were doing everything they can to keep their heads above water. Um, and third quarter rolls around and they sank. Luckily, in the first game, you know, they, they had a little lifeline and somebody reeled them back up. But I don't see that being a possibility the rest of the way. I could see Golden State winning in five. Um, I, I just think Steph Curry is on a mission. I said it a couple weeks back. He wins the finals MVP finally and gets that under his belt. And the Golden State Warriors win a finals without KD again. He cements himself as a top five player of all time. And he starts pushing that limit and that conversation of best point guard of all time. And, and him and Magic Johnson are, are a serious conversation. I don't care what anybody says. You can tell me anything you want to. You can say you watch Magic and I didn't. Fine. Um, I'm watching Steph Curry and I consider myself a bit of a basketball historian. My brother and I spent hours watching old video that you could get your hands on back in the early nineties. And we watched everything we could. We studied all the stats you could. Magic was incredible. Um, his finals performance where he took over and played all five positions. He played the center. They won. He got finals MVP, a masterful performance. But what Steph is doing right now is on another level. And I've said it before, if I'm picking a starting five, it, it almost pains me to say it, but at this point in time, I'm probably picking Steph Curry over Magic Johnson as my starting point guard. And if he wins the finals MVP and they win this championship, I won't even have a doubt in my mind anymore. So <clears throat> Clay Thompson needs to get his act together. Um, now he's played the first two games of each series a little rusty, and then he seems to come on a little stronger, three, four, five. Uh, into six so I'm not that concerned Draymond's playing Draymond things Jordan Poole needs to step up and be a little bit more consistent on the Boston side I'm still blown away how everybody keeps talking about Jason Tatum as a top five player in the league right now for me he's just way too inconsistent uh, he's a Devin Booker nobody's calling Devin Booker a top five player in the league they can get hot and they can do some crazy things on the offensive side Jason Tatum plays a little more defense than Devin Booker, so he might have a slight edge there. But if you're going to call yourself a top five player, you got to be night in, night out, 30 points a game, you know, eight rebounds, couple assists every night. And, and Jason Tatum's not that right now. So um, I'd be hard-pressed to give him top 10 at this point with his, his performance through this playoff run. You score 50 a couple times, great. That's awesome. But if you can't do it night in and night out, I don't I don't know why people are giving him that badge of honor already. You like that video I sent you earlier? It's all right. It's good stuff. I don't it's, hate it by any means. I'm I'm pretty confident it's completely true. Oh yeah. I, Michael would average 50 in today's NBA. I have no doubt about it. I've said it. I, I've said it many a time. I, I don't know how anybody disagrees. I don't know how anybody says well, the rules would, would not benefit him now. You, anybody saying that is just a hater. Jordan would smoke people in today's NBA. <clears throat> and I've said it before. 
he wouldn't just destroy him on the offensive end. Jordan played defense. So all these people that are talking about how he couldn't do the same things, they're forgetting this dude played both ends of the court, all game, every game. So to talk about, you know, how people would run him ragged or he couldn't keep up or this, that man's conditioning was on another level. Yeah, you I see love LeBron that. taking possessions off on the defensive end to hold his offensive oh. side of the ball. So, Aaron, I sent Caleb a video. It's from YouTube. Just a bunch of interviews with um, different previous NBA players, current NBA players, talking about Michael Jordan and, and what he would do in today's NBA. Mm-hmm. The consensus was he would average at least 45 to 50 points a game. And um, multiple players were like, he would average whatever he wanted. Like, <laughs> um, I did like Kevin Durant. They asked Kevin Durant. He's one of the top scorers in today. And they're like, oh, how would you rate Jordan on defense? Number one. How would you rate him on mid-range? He's probably like a zero. One being the rating system of the best in the league, zero being better than that. Yeah. (laughs) Like his mid-range game is crazy and just different things. So I I saw that video. It popped up. I thought that was a lot of fun. Here's the other thing that kills me about this conversation. People are like, well, Jordan wasn't a three-point shooter. He evolved his game as the game changed. So if you're going to tell me he wasn't a three-point shooter, then fine. He didn't have to be. Uh, but I do remember him hitting six in a row in the NBA Finals against the Portland Trailblazers and giving the famous shrug. He had. He had I'm just uh, saying he would probably learn how to shoot threes at a very high clip in today's game. He had a season. He had 240 attempts, and he shot 42%. So Jordan would destroy, that's pretty destroy good. people. But if you can't touch him and you can't clog the middle of the lane and the, he could pretty much do whatever he wanted with the basketball, I just don't see how you could stop that guy from scoring 50. Yeah, I mean, of course, you're going to run the high percentage points. So. Right, and, again, and then I, he's going to lock down your number one dude on the other end. So how are you ever going to beat him? 73-9 and nine Golden State? Talk about let, let's realistically discuss an 82-0 and 0 for Jordan in this day and age. I, I, I would put money on it. That dude is is Kobe talked about it, and people people talk about Kobe as the ultimate competitor. Kobe talks about how he learned that from MJ. So you think that dude's gonna let you beat him on a given night? That guy is the epitome of the new age athlete, where he will find anything he can to motivate himself. It could be the littlest snippet that didn't mean anything, and he will purposefully take it out of context to then motivate himself to go destroy somebody. Oh. The coolest thing about this video, Aaron, is I'm, I'm watching them talk about him. At the same time, they're playing highlights. And it's just like every time I watch a highlight video of Jordan, I just remember because I watched those games. I remember those moments or, or watching the highlights on SportsCenter. The things that guy can do, even in today's NBA, I don't see guys doing those things. Hmm. I just don't. The up and unders and the around people and the – you know, I'm going to fake you out with the ball fake and then pop it in your face. And I mean, it's just amazing stuff. All right. So we got to move on because we've got a couple other things we have to talk Game three about. tomorrow night in Boston. I got Golden State winning and taking a stranglehold on the series. I mean, they're going to, the Golden State's going to win this series. Boston's been too up and down to win this seven game series against a team that literally at any point can just shoot lights out. Well, let's be honest. They're role players. They're bench. Al Horford 
they had the game of their lives in game one. They'll never be able to replicate that. And they had to come back to win game one, didn't they? I believe the Celtics did. Yeah, they were down 15 in the third going into the fourth. So, um, what an amazing week of hockey for Colorado. I don't know if you've followed it all, Aaron, gotten a little bit in the hype. Uh, no, I've not gotten in the hype, but I certainly know what's going on, and that's cool. <laughs> it's just better when the hometown team that of the uh, – Real quick, sorry, pause, pause. Sorry. Sorry, gentlemen. Jerk. My dad is calling me out again on my sports knowledge, and, and dad, <laughs> appreciate you listening to us live once again. Love it, big guy. You're the man. However – you're going to tell me Jordan did the shrug game against Utah. I'm just going to read this real quick here. I told you. You're wrong. I was pretty sure it was Portland. Jordan. 1992 NBA Finals against the Portland Trailblazers, firing off six three-pointers. Tell me to look it up. I but told you to look it up, old man. Get your stuff game. together. Was that the game that he was doing the shrug afterwards? Yeah. He hit his sixth, and he looks at the Portland bench, and he goes, and trots back down the court. Aaron's I love you, old man. I love you, but don't let's not do this. Let's not don't do this. This is what I do. Find me Jordan Shrug game. I got you. I already looked it up. 92 NBA Finals, Portland Trailblazers, six threes. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Papa Sersel, you're wrong on this one. Come on. This is this is what I'm built for. Like- Parents probably would have preferred I use my knowledge, you know, to become a doctor or a lawyer or nah. I used it to do a podcast with my buddies where four people are listening. My my <laughs> wife gives me crap at least weekly of like, you can remember who won every Super Bowl that's ever been played. You can remember all these weird stuff. Oh, cold things. SP. Is that? <laughs> are you sharing the screen? Just in case you need a little, you know, a little visual aid. Uh, in, in case he has eyes like pinky you know what whoa, i mean whoa, I, just, easy. I just wanted to go over there and throw that out there so anyways you guys could keep chatting here i figured we'd throw a little you know a little something here and uh oh number two uh, clean he's not shrugging yet though <laughs> not yet not yet because it's not a big deal yet man he's like Look, way, just, no. i mean it's one of the greatest moments in nba history and he did it in the finals another reason he's the goat uh, I just fade that away. I gotta, you know, I, I gotta get another Jordan jersey. The last one I got didn't fit, but I think if I buy one now, it might fit. People say he couldn't shoot the three in today's <laughs> NBA. Out your gosh darn mind! Look at that clean. God, he's so good. I don't know how anybody can watch Jordan highlights and still say LeBron's the goat. Like, I just don't understand that. LeBron's really darn good. I will give him credit, but dude, he's top ten all time. I, I'm not going to ever deny that. But to I say he's number Jordan. two automatically and arguably number one, how much Jordan do you have? I don't even know if he's number two. I still here it comes. Here it comes. It's get up. Oh, oh wait, he's talking now. Oh, <laughs> that's what we were waiting for. Oh. Tell me, what would you do? Let me just shrug at your bench and say I don't know what's going on. I'm just really good. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Anyways, a little visual aid there. Uh, that was a that was a Clyde Drexler Trailblazers, right? Yeah. 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 Well, that was a really good team. They were a really good team too. People are talking about how Jordan didn't beat anybody, man. They need to go back and watch, man. 
They need a now. I will say the Lakers they beat were on the back end of their dominance, but still a great team. But that that Phoenix team with Barkley was no joke. Um, Malone and the, Stockton, the oh, Malone yeah. and Stockton twice. The Portland Trailblazers team was no joke. I mean, the Seattle Supersonics team that they beat was no joke. Oh, uh, Sean Kemp, Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, Detlef Shrimp, Sam Perkins. That team was loaded. Mm. Sean yeah, Kemp, the Rain Man. He would have been a Hall of Famer if he didn't get into a little sniffy sniff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, so now we can get back to hockey. Yeah, okay. Transition. Sorry, Pops. Love you. I'm, I'm liking that he was calling you out, though. I like that. I mean, anything to prove you wrong from time to time, I enjoy. Yeah, it's, it's people's favorite pastime a lot of the times. But, you know, sometimes we are wrong as well. I admit it. I, I don't mind admitting it when I'm wrong. But I will say, I, I think my percentage of being right is on the right side of that 50 mark. Yeah, 51%. Sure. Hey, I don't care what you want to say. It's on the right side. I mean, that's ownership. That's good. Yeah. All right. Colorado Avs. Whooping that ass. Oh, dude. They they made it interesting. So I mean, they swept them. So it's not like it was it was a big uh uh-oh moment. Here's my experience yesterday. I am literally in the theater watching Top Gun. It's 1-1 with like, I want to say it was like four minutes left. And I'm I'm checking my phone from time to time, but nobody's right behind me. So nobody can see. Okay. It was it was actually 4-3. Um, no, no. In the second period. With oh, four second period. Left, okay. I thought you meant in the third. But yes, yes. With four minutes left, it's 1-1. I give it a sec. My phone goes off for some reason. And I check it again. There's like a minute and a half left, and it's 3-1 Edmonton. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell happened? Yeah. I have never seen the Avs make that many mental mistakes in one game. Um, and they did it all in the second so, period. And then I was just like, well, this game – I was literally like, this game is over. Oh, Pinky, you should have known better. Well, I'm at the movie theater, so it's not like I need to be checking my phone anyway. True. I'm watching True. a fantastic movie to boot. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, well – I get a little bit further on. I'm like, I wonder what the Avs game score is. And I look, and it's 5-4 Avs. I'm like, what the shit? With two minutes left in the game. And within like like five seconds, Edmonton scored. It's 5-5. And I'm like, damn it. I'm like, okay, they're going to overtime. And then um, I gave – and I know there's a you know 20-minute intermission and all that, and I gave it a little bit, and the movie's come into the pivotal moment. And it's in it's like in the pivotal moment, Aaron knows what I'm talking about, of the mission. And um, all of a sudden, my son just starts laughing because I look at my phone and I see it's six five abs, and I'm in the middle of the theater just like throwing my hand up. So here's the real question. Why'd you go see Top Gun while the Avs game was on? Because I don't have TNT, bro. So, like, I would have had to go somewhere. And How do you not? <sighs> I didn't know when I would have time this week because I am going to Slipknot Thursday. I, I know you can't and see then me we have then, a but I, my, hand is, my head is in my hand, and I, I'm shaking my head. Like, I... Oh, pinky. So Describe I, it for him, SP. He needs to know better. Look, guys... He's right now, 
I'm telling you guys right now, Stanley Cup playoffs, game four, we should get tickets to the watch party at the arena. Because that place was electric. Yeah, it was. I don't know how, I don't, dude. They were 10 bucks. They're not going to be 10 bucks for the finals, bro. They probably won't be. I mean, I would pay 20 bucks. <laughs> I bet you they're going to be 100 plus. Man, watching the games, like, that'd be cool. You won't pay for TNT, but. <laughs> <laughs> it was a ripoff, bro. It was a ripoff. <laughs> Uh, cheers, Pinky. I love you, buddy. The best thing about the Avs winning is Edmonton fans on Twitter all series were complaining like a bunch of bitches. <laughs> the referees did this. The referees did that. Oh, my God, this. Over and over and over again. It was nonstop. It, best thing it, about the win, dude, was Evander Kane's one-game suspension means he never sees the ice again in the playoffs. So the Avs did it without their starting goalie. I think he just played game one. He hadn't played. He didn't play since game Concussion. one. Concussion. Concussion. He's been out since then. And then they lost one of their best players to that bad hit from Evander Kane in game three within the first, like, two minutes of the game. And they still scored at will when they needed to to win that game. Amazing. People are talking about Kale McCarr as the best player in the NHL right now above McDavid. And then that means you've got either the third, fourth, or fifth best player in McKinnon. Avs are cruising right now. So I was watching, I saw one guy and they were talking, um, there's an interview, I don't know, sports betting guy, whatever. And they were like, who would you give the best odds against the Avalanche? And he's like, well, the Rangers would get smoked. They play too loose. They play too free. They wouldn't stand a chance. He's like, the Lightning, they're a little more steady. They play some defense. They've won the cup back-to-back the last two years. They'd probably be a, give a chance. But I still don't think any team beats the Avalanche. <laughs> I love that. And you know what's crazy is everybody keeps talking about how the two best goalies in the league, and one of them's an all-time great in the Tampa Bay um god i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher his name uh villansensky no that's terrible um that's not right i know that's not right um or shashurkin for the rangers they're talking about shashurkin is going to win uh the goalie award for and again drawing a blank on the name and i know all these things and cody's going to be so mad at me i'm sorry cody i know these things and i just can't think of it right now uh shashurkin is going to win for the rangers probably goalie of the year um balanchenko and that's not right. I swear to God, that's not right. Anyways, uh, he's all-time great for Tampa Bay. And everybody's like, well, they can neutralize him. Dude, neither one of those dudes has seen the force that is the Colorado offense. Um, the way they transition, the speed they play at, the amount of shots you're going to face, the constant pressure that they bring, they're not going to be able to handle that. Now, the Avs might not get six, seven, eight goals a game, but they're going to win. I'm very confident about that. Now, what I will say, Pinky, is we might need to start planning when that victory parade is going to be. Ooh, I like that. I will. My manager's not listening, but if she were, <laughs> I'm probably going to go to that. <laughs> That's something we should be discussing. 
I've never been to a victory parade. I keep saying I'm going to go to one. I'm finally in a position where that might be a possibility. I think that's something we should be uh, when the, when the Broncos at. won. I was, I literally should have, we should have left at like 7 a.m. I didn't, I took the kids up. We got stranded at the, the tram station and there was like, wait, like we could, I could, I was like, I can't stuff my little four-year-old or five-year-old harmony on this train right now. And literally we just, we just missed it. Yeah. Let's not bring children. No. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I don't know why anybody brings children to that. It's not a I place mean, for children. I don't really have children anymore. To yeah, that's true. I mean, Pinky Jr. is probably like be our bodyguard at this point. Also very true. Get at least box out. He, he could definitely <laughs> box out for us. And my other, my other teenager is a boxer, so she could at least throw some hands if we needed it. There you go. <laughs> She's wiry. But uh, so happy for the abs. We've been, we've been waiting for it for the last couple years, and it just feels good to finally get – we're not we're not done yet. Not done yet, but they broke through. They got out of the second round finally. They're in the cup finals. Be where like we should have been in the cup last year. Here's the one thing that worries me. Um, and it's not a big worry. If we're to put it on a scale of zero to hundred, I'm at like maybe a 10 uh, on the worry meter, but it is a thought. Um, looks like Tampa is probably they're up 2-0 right now, going into the third. It looks like they're gonna tie this series up 2-2. As are gonna have a long break. Um, and in any sport, a long break like that in the playoffs is never a good thing. I, I have no, I, I've got no doubts with with Colorado. No, I'm not saying I have any doubts. I'm just saying that, just so that deep. I just Russ, the Russ could be there for the first two periods, and then they'll gangbust the third and be fine. But um, you know, uh, always in the back of my mind, we know how I feel about the Rockies. Look at me, people. Look at me. We know how I feel about the Rockies. That's to God. If they didn't have that 10 day layoff, they'd be World Series I, champions. I feel like that was just a, a weird circumstance because they weren't the best team all year. The Avs never lost three games in a row all season. Like, there's like there's different circumstances here. The Rockies literally got hot and won like 22 of 24 games to make it to the playoffs and then went on a run in the playoffs, too. Like, they just got super hot. The yeah, that's what I'm saying. If they hadn't had that layoff, they would have won the World Series. I have no doubt in my mind. I feel I I actually probably uh, agree with you on that, Caleb. Oh, cheers, buddy. But uh, I, being that they were not the best team all year, they got hot, and that cool down period gave them time to cool down. I don't think the Avs are that team. The Avs are on a mission, and they have some of the best players. Landeskog, McKinnon, McCarr, Toes, the kid they pulled up this year, uh, Bo Byram or whatever his name is. Um, even to sh the guys they all traded for have been making differences. Oh, the 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 moves, the moves, and our our hockey insider Cody has said this: the moves that the Avs made um, throughout the season at the deadline by Joe Sakic, the depth that they added have been instrumental in them moving forward the way they have absolutely now i've been again i've been on twitter because i handle the twitter page and uh avs twitter avs just talk in general from I, I will say this as we transition to football watching russell wilson at the avs games the broncos players at the avs games the coach going, yeah buddy going nuts 
in a Macar jersey holding up a sign of bring the noise. Like that's just a sign. That was like a that was a that was one of those like eight by four poster boards, yeah, man. That was, that was huge. To see it like like Vic Fangio would have never done that. Nah. To see a guy like with that much energy just out there, and it's just like you bring that positivity, and it's just bringing Denver together. And I did see a lot of stuff on Twitter. It's like, what a time to be a Denver sports fan. You got a back-to-back NBA MVP. You've got the best team in hockey right now. And you have a Hall of Fame quarterback playing for the Broncos. And then you have the Rock. I mean, we won't talk about the Rockies. But. <laughs> we don't need to talk about the Rockies. The only way this 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 manifests itself to to be worthwhile, though, is if the abs win and the Broncos put some work in. They don't have to win it this year, but they got to put some work they, in. No, Broncos got to make the playoffs. That's it. They got to make no, the playoffs. No, in my mind, they got to get at least second round. We haven't sniffed the playoffs in six years, bro. I'll take the first, I'll take the wild card game. I don't care, bro. No, not acceptable. Not accept Pinky, not a, expectations higher, sir, immediately. Would have you said that when Peyton Manning came to town? I just want to make the playoffs. Hell no, you wouldn't have said that. They got to be second round or bust minimum. I think they're going and then, to play, but let's be good. honest. Avs are, are killing it, but the Nuggets, dude, they bring guys back healthy next year. They're looking at a deep playoff run as well. They're loaded. So you're right. It's a good time, but but at least one of these teams got to finish it off to to continue the momentum. Otherwise, it's just failure and disappointment. Yeah, the closest you guys have been getting to the playoffs is Patrick Mahomes Cup. So gonna have to do better than that this year. Uh, I can't believe a Dallas fan is telling us what playoffs look like. I know exactly what the first round of playoffs look like. <laughs> <laughs> after that when things get a little out of my territory <laughs> so. oh goodness you know what's what's really funny about last season if the cowboys had played almost any other team besides the 49ers correct they probably <laughs> win that game yes yeah you say the same thing about green bay um yeah, probably. And, and then, you know, the same things too about, uh, you know, Bills, if they beat the Chiefs, Bills go to the Super Bowl for sure. I think well, the, the most- Bills had that game. There was some really poor coaching decisions. We've talked about that. Oh, that look at that. Just- We're talking about the NFL, our favorite thing to talk yeah, about here. It's, it's so natural. Just comes out. Just comes out. I'm so excited for this year, guys. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. That was actually, um, so on my cruise, you know, I wore orange. Roll it down, Pinky. Almost every day, right? Yeah. Almost every day. So literally random people would just come up and start talking football with me, <laughs> which was a great way to just, you know, just talk to random people. And I mean, so many people, what are you doing? How are you guys feeling? I'm like, we're feeling awesome. We have Russell Wilson. Are you kidding me? Like, we're going to be awesome. So very good feeling. Now, bombshell... Actually, before we get to the bombshell, yeah, I wanted to give a congrats to my man, my my third favorite Aaron. I would say, <laughs> maybe well, maybe he's my fourth because we all know who my my second favorite Aaron is. The guy to my right. I was gonna say I don't even know. It's gonna be a shocker to me. I don't know if I was second or fifth. So <laughs> you're my second favorite Aaron. <laughs> That's good. It's a good place to be. Um. I would go back and forth. 
I love Aaron Rodgers. Even though he, he you know what? I kind of love that he's a douchebag. I do. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do. I think if you were friends with Aaron Rodgers, he'd be a cool guy. Yeah. 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 Um, but Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald getting the back. Yeah. He was like, hey, I'll retire. I'm good. <laughs> Rams were like, no, we will give you everything. Right. We don't even know what the salary cap is. Don't worry. I don't even know how I don't know how they make it, man. I don't know how they make it work. How much do you pay again? Uh they added like 40 million cash to a three year extension. Oof. Money. Like his next three years, he's getting like ninety some million. He better have paid for McVeigh's wedding. McVeigh's wedding is hilarious. His wedding cake was a Lombardi trophy. <laughs> was it? I yeah. didn't see that. That's pretty dope. And uh guess who crashed his wedding? Uh he did not have an invitation. Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham, yeah. <laughs> so that's a bad sign, right? <laughs> but does that mean I'm what not? are your thoughts on Aaron Donald, Caleb? He just put his headphones in. Oh. Sorry, I got I got a little dog watch I got to take care of, so I'm going to have to run out here in just a second. What's going on? Where are we at? We just finished talking about uh, Aaron Donald and him getting his stacks. I mean, it was inevitable, right? I mean, if they wanted to continue to compete and have a chance at another Super Bowl, they had to give him his money. If they didn't, they were done. Uh, it was that simple. And then that Matt, Matt Safford trade was completely worthless. His, his, uh, having Aaron Donald on your defense is literally – makes you a top 15 defense Yeah, with just Aaron Donald. I've said it before, and I know Pinky kind of scoffed at me, but in my personal opinion, that dude has cemented himself in the Reggie White and Lawrence Taylor conversation. Well, I mean, yeah, it's for, what, four seasons, five seasons? Um, eight. Eight? Yeah, he's played for eight. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Seven-time pro or seven-time first-team NFL, eight-time pro bowler, uh, two-time defensive player of the year, three-time defensive player of the year. I think he came out in 2014 or 15. Most sacks in the NFL at, like, I think it's 94 or 96 since he came into the league. From interior, yeah. All-time. He's got more. As far as I'm concerned, I know I didn't get to watch Lawrence Taylor, and and anybody that did said there's, there's no conversation there. He is the best. Well, um, hold on. From watching hold on, hold highlights on. and everything I've watched, they're different, different, different players. The conversation. I'm not worried about where they played. I'm worried about how they affected the game. Lawrence Taylor affected the game a lot. Like yeah, a so lot. does Aaron Donald. He does absolutely. They don't win the Super Bowl if he doesn't make that play. You know, correct. I okay. I am going to actually finally kind of be devil's advocate and say he was only good at that period, and he would not be as good now because the level of athleticism with the line the, this day and age compared to what it was then is completely But that's different. because of Lawrence Taylor. Exactly. That's why I'm saying, though. I don't think he's that guy so against three, this line. To me, I get you're a devil's advocate, but but you go watch his highlights. That dude was an athletic freak. He was, but here's my argument, though. Put Aaron Donald in the league when LT played, all right? <laughs> and then tell me what happens there. Okay, that, that's what I'm saying, is would he dominate in today's, and then would Donald dominate then? Absolutely, he would destroy that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, he destroyed. I mean, the things they could have done to Donald in the inside, he may not have been as dominant. It's, it's, it's the way that NFL is a weird one where the, the rule changes have so have affected things more so than any other thing sport. about Aaron Donald 
is back in the day, the O-lines were better. Your interior guard play was better than it is today. I don't know about that, Pinky. They they practiced, they played. Like, their teamwork on the O-line was a lot better than what it you is. You could cut dudes at the knees back then. That's they, why you think absolutely. they're better. Well, yeah, absolutely. So Aaron Donald would get cut a lot. That's what I'm saying. I agree with you there. I'm just saying to say they're better, so, they they could get away with I, different rules. I, I would I would say Lawrence Taylor, Derek Thomas, Von Miller are like your outside guys. That you like you want to have a conversation about those guys. Inside guys, you got Reggie White, Bruce Smith, Aaron Donald. And Aaron Donald might be on just like a whole island of himself because he's an interior guy. You're talking Aaron Donald, John Randall. Um, Randall wasn't even always interior like Aaron Donald. He was mostly interior. I'll agree. He played a lot more interior than he did outside, but he still played some outside. I mean, well, they move Aaron Donald around too, but true, true. I look, look to me, he's in that he's in that pick them top three Reggie White, Aaron Donald, Lawrence Taylor. We all agree he's freaking awesome. No doubt. Yeah, he's a freak for sure. All right. Bombshell over the last week. <laughs> oh, you're going right. Wait, are you doing what I think you're about to be doing and not saying it last? I mean, is there a different story in the NFL right now? I mean, I feel like I know we've had a conversation a few times, but I think Watson's worth bringing up again. That's what we're, that's where I was going. Oh, okay. 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 Oh. Okay. Well, where do you think I was going? Uh, you know, a little, uh, are they going to talk buying about buying of a certain thing that costs oh. a lot of money? Oh. oh, dude. Oh, I thought he was going to talk about the the new cheerleader for the Panthers, but no, that's way better. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Let's talk. Let's talk about that for a sec. Let's talk about that for a sec. I saw so many like redneck, <sighs> dumbass people commenting about how they were never going to watch football again because the Panthers have a. Is it a transsexual or? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, if he wants to be a woman dancing as a cheerleader for the Panthers and he's good, what do you care? Like, how is that like any any bit of saying like, I'm never going to watch football again because they're allowing a trans guy to dance? Who cares? Well, those are the same people who can't throw the stone to break the glass house. So they feel like they've got, you know, a lot of words to use. That and I just, I'm, I'm looking at these threads and they're like, yeah, I stopped watching years ago and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, then why are you talking about it? Uh, dude, all those people that said they stopped watching because of the politics and Colin Kaepernick kneeling, guess who's watching Sundays again? They're, they're hypocrites, man. That's all they are. And I, I, I just don't get it, man. I, Again, you don't have to understand people's choices. It's not your place. Who cares? If that makes that guy happy, if that makes that girl happy, who cares? Pinky, I know you're not a big religious guy, and you and I have had plenty of conversations, and I always love having them with you. SP, same with you too, sir. But one thing I always grew up uh, being taught was you hate the sin and you love the sinner. So... Whether you think it's a sin or you don't, I'm not going to get into that. I, I'm not going to argue that. But if that's what you believe and you're still throwing stones, it's not the person that has the issue. It's you. I, it just never affected me. And again, I, you know, I, my, my son is, my son is gay. 
and I love him. It doesn't matter. Like if that makes him happy, it does make him happy. Like it, it just doesn't matter. I think My- it's, I think it's situational for a cheerleader. It's like it's one of those things where, you know what I mean. It's like it's not a competitive endeavor. Like not like like what we see. So granted, they do have, have diff- to compete. You we know have I mean? different views of like a man that is trans transition to a woman yeah weightlifting and winning powerlifting <laughs> right. records yeah, yeah, yeah we have different views on that yes yeah yeah but like for you know basically as more of a uh, competition I, I don't even know what the what necessarily the competition is when it comes Surely to it's just entertainment yeah i mean and so it's like i understand why people would be upset by it in that sense but again like this isn't it's not like it was for a gold gold medal <laughs> you know what i mean so that, that uh that's probably a little bit different story but uh you i know, mean he did take a cheerleading spot from bobby joe and she's really upset right now but yeah i mean did it affect anybody else Maybe Bobby Joe should have stepped her game up and so listen to mommy and daddy telling her how great she was. That's legit what I was going to say, too. I was going to be like, yo, dude, like you probably had the advantage when it came to dancing and you still blew it. All right. So Bobby Joe just needs to work harder. Uh, yeah, that's your. Hey, Cam Newton admitted it. <laughs> they, uh, they can admit it, too. But anyways, I saw that that was making headlines. So I thought I'd just toss that in there. See, I, I thought that was just a we could fly over. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's how it was intended. It was supposed to be a flyover joke. But, you know, Caleb wanted to touch base on it. So, And then, as, as I know Caleb was talking about, um, the final – well, not it might not be the final <laughs> yeah. bids. Final. I don't think we can say final by any means. Yeah. Second round of bids. Nope, that season's getting renewed, man. Uh, back up, back up, back up. We'll talk about that in a second. Oh, after yeah, we're talking about Watson, Watson, dude. Watson. Yeah, SP and I are on the same wavelength right yeah, now. Yeah. Final? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Now, Watson, yeah, that guy's – he's going to have spinoffs, if you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> so, so here's a couple stats I've heard over the the last week that I've thrown out to the, the podcast chat. Um, first thing. On the Rich Eisen show yesterday, Mike Florio was uh, talking yes. Good. how April 2021, so we're talking a year plus ago, there was a settlement in place for the however many women it was at the time, and the 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 guess, the rumor mill, however you want to say it, was a buyout or a payout for each woman involved at that time for 10 to 20 grand. And the reason that Watson and his attorney did not accept it was because the women wanted an NDA and Watson said no, or his attorney did, but Watson agreed to it. That, first of all, says a lot about Watson's ability to critically think. So that's number one. Why would he say no to the women wanting an NDA? That's ridiculous. Number two. Just recently, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up because I want to make sure I get these numbers right because this this is um, disgusting at best. Well, before you go that, so right after that, the timeline was before trade deadline last year. He had a settlement in place for a hundred thousand per accuser. But the Dolphins wanted an ag- had an aggressive 
I don't know what aggressive NDA means because an NDA regardless is you can't talk about it. Right. So what is an aggressive NDA? But the Dolphins had an aggressive NDA and three of the uh, women would not agree to it. I heard they wouldn't agree to the payout period. Had nothing to do with the NDA. I listened to Florio on PFT and he said it was the NDA itself. Okay, fair. Either way, you're right. And that was at a hundred grand. Didn't get it settled. Now, but 18 were ready to go. So it blows my mind. If I can get 18 of these out of the door, willing to sign, and they were willing to sign the NDA as well, get them out of the way. Because all of these cases are tried separately. Yep, all individuals. All represented together by the same dude. But all separate cases. You're absolutely right. Now, moving forward, today, today, a 24th woman has come out. And And on top of that... And she released details as well. Yes, she did. And on top of that, also today it came out. uh, Let's see here. I'm going to read it verbatim. Bleacher Reports reporting. According to the New York Times investigation, now if the New York Times is looking into this, you're already screwed because you know they got insiders left and right. According to the New York Times investigation, Deshaun Watson met a minimum of 66 women for massages over the course of 17 months. The Texans, the Texans, the organization he played for, the team who claimed they didn't know anything about this, gave Watson access to hotel rooms for massage appointments and provided him with pre-written NDAs. <laughs> wow. Did you hear that today, Aaron? That that did just drop today. <laughs> pre-written NDAs. <laughs> like, why do you need an NDA? They were paying for the hotel room. <laughs> oh, man. You know, uh, I don't know. So it's one of those things where either Watson and his attorney are absolutely just the the dumbest living creatures roaming this earth. Oh wait, wait, pause right there. Don't I want you to finish that thought. Okay. But to help you with that thought, I want to give you this little tidbit as well. Rusty Harden, his attorney, was on the radio over the weekend and decided oh. to give everybody this little tidbit. Ooh. Uh guess what most his words, most I would recommend, or not recommend, but I would venture to guess or some type of words along those lines. But he said most. Guess what most massages finish with? Happy A ending. Happy ending. Deshaun Watson's attorney said that on local radio. He's trying to normalize it. Wow. Okay. Well, that's an interesting strategy. <laughs> I mean, normally, if you have a massage, you feel good at the end. So it was happy. I I don't think that's what he meant. (laughs) Oh, no, it's not SP because he alluded to exactly what he meant. Gosh, this guy's an idiot. All right. Well, never mind. I don't even know if I should finish what I was saying earlier because that just might be it. Um, maybe <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt. I apologize. Sir. Yeah, I, yeah, actually, actually, you'd like to hear that as well. I kind of took the question mark out of my statement. You know what I mean? I, okay. What I was going to say, either the two dumbest people roaming this earth, I said, or their intention is to ring this up as high as they possibly can to take down other people with them. 
because if the team is doing these things, it sounds like they had a system in place. Yeah. And, and if it gets to the point where they're like, Hey, they're the ones who provided a directory of who to call, right? Like say they already had people on payroll or they already had certain individuals to go well, he, to. He picked them up all off of Instagram. The, well, I would say that too. Um, if I was trying to cover for somebody, but that's what I'm saying is like, if you wanted to get to the point where discovery is going to start throwing other big people under the bus, who knows? You know what I mean? I'm just saying, I mean, or they're absolute idiots. If Deshaun Watson fires his attorney and picks up the one who just represented Johnny Depp, then you know he's serious. But right now, she made partner, huh? Oh, that's crazy. Right? She made partner of her law firm for one in that case. <laughs> oh, I don't doubt it. Good for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was savage. <laughs> but if Watson gets Amber Heard's team, he's screwed. Oh, <laughs> I, I, oh, speaking of Amber Heard, real quick side note Did you see she went on uh, Good Morning America? Did you see what Nate Burleson said to her? No. What she basically came out and said, um, you know, it's a surprise attorney. that we lost, or something along those lines. <laughs> it was her girls who looked her dead in the eye, dead in the eye on Good Morning America, and goes, You know, I played in the NFL, and I too like to blame the other side when I lost. However, I found the most beneficial thing to do when I wake up the next day is to look in the mirror. <laughs> She was dumbfounded. <laughs> she couldn't say anything. Everybody on set went quiet. It was amazing. Well, they got wrecked. That was that was that was absolutely terrible. I don't know if I've ever, I've, if I've ever personally like got to witness such such a bad defense when when it comes to it. That was that was terrible. Oh, I'll tell you right now, if they can pass the bar, I may as well just go take it tomorrow. Oh, I tell everybody, listen. Last time you were in a training class, right? And then everybody looks at that one person and you're like, that dude's an idiot. Yeah, there's attorneys like that too, all right? There's always the last place when it comes to bar exams, when it comes to doctors, and it comes to anything. Dude, it's just a passing score. That's it. Like, it, it doesn't matter if you passed by at 70% or 85. Yeah, people get lucky uh, with tests too. So, but anyways. Mm. Yeah, I... Uh, so I'm, I don't know. There's a lot of people out there like, well, this guy should never play in the NFL again. I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'd go that far. I'll but say it again. Your suspension in Baker Mayfield starting for the Browns it, this year. I, I definitely feel like he's a sexual predator. And a lot of like, at least the, this newest girls, like what she's claiming is very common to what the other girls are claiming. It sounds just like Harvey Weinstein. Like, like to be in power and... Like to be like, how far can I take this? Yeah. What are you willing? He got his rocks off by picking up chicks and then trying to use his star power to put them into situations that they felt they couldn't say no to. Yeah. Yeah. This, um, at least the one that the the twenty fourth one, she released the details about basically like came in, didn't use the normal towel that you use over your crotch. And then once the massage got going, got erect. Wait, wait, was it a little? Do you like have a hand towel? Yeah, he's using yeah, a little washcloth. Washcloth <laughs> wash with, with with just some scotch tape holding it up. And uh, once he got erect, it disappeared. And um, then he kept like trying to get her to do stuff. And when she wouldn't, he just like, well, fine, I'm gonna just kind of take care of myself and. Uh, according to her report, he finished on her. Oh, geez. 
And then she quit. That's what's probably most damning and what might get her the most money is she quit being a massage therapist after that. Well, now it did take her two years to file this claim. So, I mean, to me, that's a little strange, but he's been in the people who go through sexual abuse or anything else in that realm that never feel like they can come forward to report it. So, yeah. Well, so let's look, let's look at it from this perspective. Say, say they were new to that field, right? And they went and told people, Hey, I'm getting into this. And then those people said, Hey, you know what guys do to you if you're doing that? And let's say that this poor girl had to hear that from them. Right. And they're like, no, that's not the case. And that's not what happens. Blah, 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 whatever. And then she goes into it and then sure enough, what happens, right? You think there's not a little bit of shame to turn around and sit there and say, yeah, that is what happened. And I was warned about it and I don't want this to be in the career. I can see why somebody would not want to discuss that, especially if they already received criticism beforehand, you know? Oh, which absolutely. Is, which, is, which is awful because obviously that, that shouldn't be the case, period. And, you know, for them to put time, effort, money, and all these other things to get into something only for somebody to completely just, you know, kind of destroy that concept of what their life was going to be. So, Well, on top of that, what does the defense always do to the accuser? Yeah, they make them, you know, the, the you know, I don't want to say they don't want to make them the problem, but they, they make him a culprit, you know, and they want to look at it as almost like a comparative negligence situation. When listen, if you're number 24, there's no comparative negligence. There is intent walking into it, you know? Well, and then they try to degrade that person's character to the point of lower than dirt. Well, that's what's going to happen. They're going to do that. Yeah. And, and that's why these people don't want to get into that. You know, it's like, she's probably still paying off her student loans for her massage therapy. And, you know, this guy's a multimillionaire. So yeah, of course you don't want to get into a, you know, a fight like that. That makes sense. So I'm making a year suspension. And the only reason I say it's not going to be a ban lifetime black ball, like Ray Rice is because the Browns guaranteed his money. So they have no choice, but to once the suspension's over, Um, there's there's probably a clause in there somewhere. Uh, There's gotta be a clause because guaranteed. There's not going to be any criminal charges. Not yet. It's going to be the NFL saying you violated our our personal conduct policy and we are allowed to do this. That's all it's going to be. So there's no way there was a clause written that says if you violate that, we can get our money back. That's the whole reason they only paid him a million dollars this year was to avoid him having to lose any to begin with. Like the Browns. The Browns are the obvious dumbest organization in the NFL to begin with. Two, they just set their franchise back a minimum of six years. Six. So with all that talent on their team, the only hope they have is to somehow convince Baker Mayfield that he should just stay on long term. I mean, Baker wasn't bad enough to make that trade and give nope. up all that money. Yeah, he was not. Absolutely not. Now, again, he has no allegations, no civil cases. You make that trade, no problem. You may, you think you can get an upgrade, fine. With all that hanging over him, like, that's just, that's just bad business. Yeah, it's terrible. Yo, what's even crazier is they said they did their due diligence. <laughs> They've got a guy with a position specifically to do that job and he said they feel confident that there will not be any issues. Yeah. Well, you know, Amber Heard's attorney should go have dinner with that person so they're not the dumbest person in the room. 
we're going to get to the good stuff. Finish on the good, good pinky. Yeah, because I got jokes. Let's. Uh... <laughs> what's, the, what's the good stuff? What? Your, your your favorite topic with your favorite team. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? Aaron just wow. wants to get some jokes about Rob Walton. <laughs> of course he does. Who doesn't? <laughs> Actually, it's more of like, you know, the NFL finally got their great value. His. <laughs> 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 I can't wait for the generic riding in a soccer field you guys are playing. <laughs> can't wait to use my Sam's Club redemption points to go buy tickets. Oh, God. He's been saving these up for a minute. Oh, this is going to be so good. Yo, season tickets you can buy in bulk now, B. Yeah, that's right. That's the only <laughs> downfall to the new stadium is going to be the season tickets. Why? Because you're gonna have to pay a PSL first. Yeah. Those PSL licenses are not cheap. And then after you pay for the PSL, then you get the season tickets. Pinky, you're you're still gonna be on a multi-year wait list for season tickets because none of them season ticket holders, the the vast majority is all gonna re-sign up. Don't worry about that. I don't they'll know. They'll have man. first rights, they'll grab them again. PSLs are not cheap. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Broncos fans are some of the most loyal in the NFL. Those people are not giving up things that have been handed down from father to son type of stuff, man. They might if they have to pay like twenty grand down, like some, like some of these teams have had teams uh, fans do. Thank you. You realize people who hold season tickets, the money is not an issue. Hey, we're in a recession. You never know what's going to happen here. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> So, so let's be fair. It hasn't been finalized. The Broncos have not announced it. I think they're just using it to drive Walton up to closer to $5 billion instead of $4.5. But he's going to be the owner. Look, any there's, there's only four bidders left. And Rob Walton has more money than all of them combined. Yeah. So... If he wants to get the Broncos, he's going to get the Broncos. He can pay fat cash for the team and not worry about anything. Correct. And then he can go pay cash for the brand new stadium and not worry about anything and still be one of the richest dudes in America. Correct. So, um, it's probably him. I thought it was interesting that every bidder has contacted Peyton Manning about being part of the ownership group. I've heard Elway's been involved in a lot of those conversations as well. I'm sure he has. According to the the Manning stuff, they want him to get an ownership stake and a role with the team. They want Manning to be president or GM for sure. He won't be GM. The GM's doing a good job. He won't be GM. Don't do that, Manning, because I like you. Uh, Pinky, you, you, you think... You're telling me if the new owner was like, Patton, we're good. Oh. We're going to let Manning run the team now. You'd say no? Manning's going to take Elway's job, which is literally just to be in the room, maybe be a sounding board, and go play golf. No, Peyton doesn't do that shit. You know better than that. Peyton does something. He wants to do it. He doesn't want to be a uh, – or what are they – why am I drawing blanks on everything tonight? He's not just a pretty face to be there to draw in, you know. Yeah, he's not, he's not Dan Marino. 
Dan he's not Reno, John Elway either right now, dude. Dan Marino hangs around the Dolphins to just kind of be around the Dolphins. If Peyton Manning joins, he's doing it to run the team, period. Hey, I'd leave. Okay, that's the only caveat. I'd love to see him get some more rings as a coach or something like that. But uh, too much time involved in doing something like that, Aaron. Well, he's got he's gonna get bored, dude. Come on. That's why president of football operations, I believe, would be what he wants. Because he can basically tell the GM yes or no when the GM brings all the stuff to him, but he doesn't have to put in the hours that the GM does. It's got that big brain. I could see that. And then I would actually have to tolerate the Broncos, which would really piss me off. So oh, that makes me want that to happen even more now. And I yeah, would bro. because I like Manning that much. So let's get this, let's get this done. I'm tired of the hate from this guy over Turn, here. Turning tides, man. So it does sound like by the end of the month, I, I'm thinking it's good. they're going to draw this out a little bit, but I, by the end of the month, we're going to have a new owner and things are going to start rolling forward. Oh, it's, it's yeah, it'll be, it'll be done. Right now, they're just reviewing all the paperwork. Do you right think now. the concessions are going to be like super cheap? Like, uh, <laughs> like, like dollar hot dogs? Do you, do you, you know, know, you joke about that, but honestly, I could see them doing something similar to what Arthur Blank did down in Atlanta yes. and actually making it family friendly. Atlanta's. Uh, concessions are super inexpensive. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily joking. I I I could see that being actually a really big incentive, you know, for you know, well, too. You know, they're not just really affordable. Atlanta had the highest concession sales in the NFL last year. Really? Yeah, because if you make things cheaper, people will buy more of them. Wait, did they accept EBT cards? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could go a lot of directions, Aaron. Um, <laughs> Caleb's disapproval is very prominent. <laughs> I'm excited if we get a new stadium. I'm pretty confident that he will make it a fact to put in self-service uh, concessions where you can literally, because we they did it during the pandemic and then somehow it disappeared. During the pandemic, I went to the Bucks Broncos game. Five thousand. Because they tried to bring back the same staff, Pinky. That that was the holdup. Is they wanted to bring back all that staff and support those families. And now there's this dichotomy of where they're trying to figure out how they can give the convenience but still support the people that were on the payroll. The greatest thing was literally walk up, grab my two cans, my two big ass cans out of the cooler. I go put it on the scale. They know that's two large cans. I pay my $24 and I go back to my seat. And a human did not have to interact with me. It was amazing. Hey, It was efficient. There were no lines. They better have your groceries ready for you on your way out too. Right? Yeah. The one thing that'll be really cool is at the new stadium, they'll have like a hundred different, you know, places to buy a hot dog or whatever. But only like three of them will be open. <laughs> right. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. That and people are going to steal all the good stuff. So, uh, this guy, all, this guy. all the vending machines are going to be locked up. <laughs> it's going to be behind glass. <laughs> oh, these guys. Hey, I'm actually happy for this. I really actually hope, you know, it all goes through. Um, I'm only happy if he runs it like his, uh, what would it be, brother-in-law? Yeah, his brother-in-law and actually spends the money on the NFL team. 
Yeah. Because yeah. that's what Kroenke does. He funnels all his money to the Rams. And Oh, Peaky, by the way, I, I meant to say this with Aaron Donald, but what what's that thing called the salary cap that you keep saying is an issue? I have no idea anymore. <laughs> I, salary cap doesn't exist. It's fake. Yeah. We're glad it I, I seem to recall something about me saying that the thing that you say is you, a hard line is really easy you, to manipulate you tried somehow. You tell me it was a monopoly money. I didn't listen. I was wrong. <laughs> okay. Look, Caleb. <laughs> Look at my eyes. I was wrong. I love you, buddy. Okay. <laughs> they prove me wrong all the time. I'm like, they can't do that. They can't do that. Pinky, blink once if it's still you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Fun and games. Pinky, wrap us up, buddy. Wrap us up. Man, what a time. It's 95 days till football season, I think. We're so close. We're, mandatory we're, OTAs start next week, right? Mandatory OTAs are next week for most teams. Unless you're DK Metcalf. I mean, that's a contract issue. <laughs> um, Aaron Rodgers was at mandatory uh, minicamp. Can you believe that? Tyler Murray was at minicamp. Debo Samuel showed up. Debo Samuel was like, that's I like my shot. money. Um, he doesn't make enough to not stay. I mean, not show up. <laughs> um, it's like we're in a recession. <laughs> he's like Antonio Brown took me to that jeweler, and I can't afford to make my payments unless I'm at minicamp. Yeah, right. got to get to minicamp. Don't lose your money. Don't lose your money, especially dumb reason minicamp. to lose your money. It's it's minicamp. And again, don't miss training camp either. Um, training camp is right around. Oh, did we mention uh, hard knocks in season this year is the Arizona Cardinals? Hmm. I didn't watch that last year, so I don't know. I haven't I watched whatever. the uh, hard knocks Indianapolis Colts. I need to go yeah, watch it. I, uh, I think Zach watched it. He said it was Zach watched it, and he he was. I mean, he was. I, I would say a little more than indifferent. Hmm. I thought. I thought he thought. I think. I thought he said he, said he, he became, liked he became Jonathan a, Taylor more. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Was, Overall, I think he was a little indifferent, a little more than indifferent, a little better than indifferent, but he liked Jonathan Taylor more from seeing it. But honestly, to me, um, Hard Knocks just doesn't really do it for me anymore. Um, oh, man. I really like the, the Cowboys one. Yeah. Well, of course cool. you did. <laughs> The Cowboys one was actually interesting because you got to you got to hear Dak, you got to hear Ezekiel Elliott a little bit more, their friendship. Um, got to see how much of an idiot Jason Garrett is. Um, yeah. So yeah, there was some good stuff in there. Wasn't yeah. Mike McCarthy on the Dallas one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was last season. Yeah. Was it last season? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a. Cha- oh, I was thinking hard knocks yeah. with Jason Garrett. No, nobody cares about Jason Garrett. Oh no, no, oh no, no, no. I'm thinking um Amazon Prime has an has a a season uh thing and the Yeah, Cal- I know what you're talking about. Yeah, nobody that, watches that. that They're Jason gonna be lucky Garrett. if anybody watches Thursday night football this year. Oh, I'm watching. Yeah. Me too. I, know I love that it's on Prime. Too. I don't have cable, I don't have regular TV, so when it's on stuff like that, I'm I'm in. Yep. I have a feeling those numbers are going to come in. The NFL is going to go, why did we sign this contract? No, I no doubt. Amazon's going to 
dude, yeah. I, I waited for them to put it on Prime. Yeah. Those were the games I watched. So yeah, Prime's gonna blow up, bro. Yep. No doubt. No man. Watch, you can watch Prime on any device, and it doesn't matter. I'm not worried about how available it is. I'm worried about the amount of people that are gonna pay for it. You're already paying for Prime. Yeah. Yo, Pinky, the amount of people, the percentage of people that pay for Prime and the percentage of those people that like sports, I have a feeling is a very low number. How dare you? Insult- I think a lot of people are paying for Prime these days, bro. I think you're undercutting it, man. Insulting me and The reason Thursday Night Games had such a high rating is because it was the ones that weren't just NFL Network televised. It was the yeah, ones that showed up on Fox or whatever else was that's available. That's the contrary. Ain't nobody paying for no NFL network, dude. Like, that's what's not getting paid for. That's what I'm saying. The only reason those numbers were good looking on Thursday nights is because it was the ones that were cable televised. Amazon Or Prime network televised or whatever yeah. you want to call it. The only thing we'll that see. Sucks, first Bronco game of the year, I have to go find a place to watch it because it's on ESPN. Come on over, buddy. I got you. <laughs> I got what? you. You know, my wife still tells that story. Did you ever hear that story, Aaron? I don't know. Which one? I'll make I'll make this quick. So, of course, Caleb and I met at USAA. And I don't remember what happened, but I ended up in a separate training class than my other uh, colleagues. And Caleb and his now wife were both in that class. And... uh Caleb and I were talking and I think we were like the only kind of younger dudes talking sports and stuff. And so we connected and uh, I was like, Hey man, we should, you know, Broncos are playing the Seahawks preseason. You should come over. And he was like, yeah, I'll come over. Walks in the house. And my wife is like, what in the hell is no, your wife wasn't home yet. It was sunny. Oh, that's right. Mom and dad, mom and dad, sunny Slavosky. I know you know that sunny Slavosky. Uh, Sonny was sitting on the couch and it blew my mind. Sonny and I stared at each other for probably like three minutes, jaws on the floor, trying to figure out what was going on. Um, and then like an hour later, his wife comes walking in the door and I was like, I, I can't do this. What What is happening? So th- they all went to high school together. Unbeknownst to me. Oh, yeah. I didn't know this. And Hannah's like, how do you know this guy? And I was like, I work with him. He's a cool guy. <laughs> LP rolls deep. LP for life, baby. Real quick, <laughs> a little, little caveat to that. I had kind of a similar situation happen, which was 10 times more awkward. So I was with my girlfriend at the time, and she's like, yeah, um, my uh, my friend is going to come and have dinner with us. You know, So they come to the apartment, and she walks in, and her date was my friend's sister's current husband. They weren't separated yet. So like, <laughs> he was cheating on her with this. And I'm like, oh, well, this is awkward. <laughs> oh, no. That's better. That's better. Yeah. I agree. That's better. I was like, oh, yeah. And luckily, he didn't recognize me. So I made no effort to say anything. I'm like, I'm going to text my homeboy here this second. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was awkward. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. Right. Bad, bad, bad. But bad. that's Hannah still talks about that to this day. Small world, man. Small world. So, I think I mean she she was she knew Zach more than you. Yeah, only because she was best friends with Zach's cousin. Yeah, but she lived. I mean, Hannah lived like. Let me count: one, two, three, four houses up the street from me. 
growing up. So middle school and, and part of high school, there's four houses up the block. So Thanks. pretty wild. All right. Love you guys. I can tell you after a lot of things have happened lately to me, love your loved ones. Tell them that you love them. Tell your friends how much they mean to you. It's important. It'll make a difference. There's a reason we end the show every time like that. Spend that time, that quality time when you get a moment. Tell the people around you you love them. Give them hugs, kisses, whatever you got to do. Um, that's what it's all about for us. So we'll we'll uh, have our fun. We'll talk our peace on this show. But cheers to the people that uh, make you who you are and support you 100. Guys, as always, it's a, it's a pleasure. Hope you have a great rest of your week, and I will uh, do my best to be in studio next week with you. All right. Peace. We're out.